Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you from 
Las Vegas Live. This is Rodney Smith with another edition of Our Own Voices Live. Normally we come on every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. That would be 3.30 p.m. for you East Coast listeners. Today we're on 30 minutes late, but we are here, and I am glad to be here because this is our annual Thanksgiving show. And just could not let the day go by, could not let the year go by without having a Thanksgiving Day show. Our topic today, though, is a little different. So our topic is, is Thanksgiving, is it becoming the forgotten holiday? Should it? So our topic, is Thanksgiving becoming the forgotten holiday? Should it? And what are you thankful for? Give us a call at 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Press the number one on your keypad to comment or question. And for those of you who may be transitioning from your computer to your car, uh, if you don't have uh, Internet service in your car, you can listen to us on the radio at that same number through your phone, 347-826-9600. So you can just take us with you wherever you are, whether you're by your computer or you're on the road. You can still listen to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show based off of Our Own Voices, the print magazine. And what we're trying to do is build the greatest bridge in history to unite us because our cultural diversity is actually something that strengthens us as a country and as a nation. And as we go through so many things associated with Syria and the Middle East right now, it gives us a chance to kind of check ourselves to see if we who we said we are. Well, one of the ways that we try to build that bridge is with shows like Our Own Voices Live. Brother Thomas Berry is back on the air with Rant Radio, giving you a slightly different perspective. Brother brings it to you hardcore up from the Great White North in Minnesota, somewhere in the Twin Cities. And, oh, my goodness, do they have it going on up there with the protests, not riots, protests, and so far fairly peaceful protests. But by some of the imagery, you only wonder how much longer it will be, peaceful protests. You know, our country and the world, seems to be in turmoil. It is like the world is on fire. It is like our country is on fire. Wow. You know, I was saying that the show today was going to be about what a, a part of it was what do we give thanks for. Right now, right this very moment, what I'm giving thanks for is peace. Peace with me right this moment. I understand that peace is not all over the world right now. I get that. And that's unfortunate. But I am so thankful for the peace that I have right now because there is not in the world. And it is just crazy out there. I mean, in our cities, we have these continual Black Lives Matter uh, incidents with police violence, brutality, shooting, killing, murdering of black people of various ages, 
We have people marching in the streets, and we have the police confronting them, and then sometimes we have the police walking with them. But all too often, it is a fact that there has to be these marches in the first place. It sometimes makes you wonder, is America really who and what America says she is? Now, we talk a lot about freedoms and the freedom of expression, the freedom to assemble, the pursuit of happiness. We talk a lot about that. But sometimes it just makes you wonder, is America really what she says she is? I love my country. The only country I, I have. And I want to make it the best country. I'm not saying that it's the worst country. I'm just saying whatever it is, I want to help make it better. And one of the ways I can do that is with shows like this, hopefully where we can come together and chit-chat, where we can spend some time together, passing some ideas around. I know all the time we won't agree, and that's okay. Actually, it really is. But then sometimes maybe we will agree. Maybe we might just discover something about the other that we didn't know. Wouldn't that be something? For sure, we will not find that out if we do not take the time to chat with one another. And, you know, many of you who are longtime listeners know every Friday, or just about every Friday, depending on whether it's a holiday, but usually every Friday, the Westside Peace Show, when it's not available, we meet at TC's Rift Crit. And it's really just people coming together, various socioeconomic uh, statures, various religions, political affiliations, races, colors, creeds, uh, genders, gender ID, people, humans getting together. And there was no, you know, great idea other than we wanted people to come together. And in doing so, it was in hopes that while we broke bread together, we would get to know the other person a little bit better, and the other person would get to know us a little bit better. And maybe from that, we would be able to establish a relationship that maybe we didn't have before. Maybe learn something. Maybe find out that something that we thought about a particular person, group of people, to find out more. Maybe even find out that what we had initially thought about them wasn't how they really are. How many of you have had an idea that a person was this way or that way before you met that person. But then once you met that person, you had a totally different concept of them. How many of you have experienced that? Well, really, that's sort of what we're talking about, 
when you take the time to talk to someone. You know, this was, many of you know, started by Mr. Sam Smith, Samuel L. Smith. And it was such a simple thing, and I thought it was brilliant. Now, one of the one of the beauties of the Thanksgiving holiday, we will invite a guest over to break bread with us. This is one of those times when we put in almost the same amount of work in preparing a meal, maybe even more so in some cases. We put almost the same amount of work into preparing a meal as we do as if we were going to work. And usually the meals are more than what we would normally have to being very elaborate and extravagant meals. Whether we stick to what we think is a tradition, which the turkey, uh, the ham, (laughs) the green, uh, the seafood, you know, it really depends on where you are in the country, where you are in the world for that matter. And what you th- you know, whether you're a traditionalist, you know, some traditionalists, and it's, it's interesting, some traditionalists, they just want to have the turkey, they want to have the ham, they want to have the stuffing or dressing, depending on what part of the country you're from, you know, the gravy, got to have the cranberry sauce, right? Uh, maybe corn, usually corn, maize, oftentimes potatoes, you know, that's, Oh, let's not forget green bean casserole for many, <laughs> macaroni and cheese for others, right? Now, there's other uh, people who were traditionalists that said, no, that's not actually what they ate. They had seafood on that menu. Maybe they didn't have the ham. Did they really have sweet potatoes? Because I know I have sweet potatoes, or maybe some people have yams. You know, it's I don't know if it's specifically what it is that you're eating, more so than the fact that you're taking the time out of your day, taking the time out of your life to spend time as a family. Now, a long time ago, sitting down to eat to spend time as a family really wasn't that big of a deal. And the reason why I say it really wasn't that big of a deal is because it's what everybody did. Every day in an agrarian society, a big portion of your day was making sure that everyone had food to eat so that they could go out and do the work on the farm. Uh, As we transitioned into the Industrial Revolution, people had to go to work. So you had to make sure they're fed because most of the work was laborious work. So the, the people needed those calories. They needed that energy. They needed that protein. They needed those carbs to keep them going. And, you know, before there was a lot of rules made, your your work day could be a 12 or 16, 18-hour work day. It just depended on whoever was your employer. And oftentimes employers were brutal. They made sure they got their money's worth out of you and a lot more. So fixing food was important. Sitting down to eat together was important. And and usually, not long after you had that final meal, bedtime followed. And the reason why that is is because up until really 
the 1900s. Your work day started when the sun came up, and you started it when the sun came up because the sun was up and you could see. And you but your day, your day, ended when the sun came down because you had you had no light. You know there was no electricity. That just goes to show you how electricity was. And then before electricity, we had kerosene. But kerosene was pretty dangerous, right? Because it was volatile. That's how Rockefeller made his money. He came up with standard oil, which was a standard formula, which wasn't as volatile, which meant that meant that people could now live, work at night. Well, up until that time, we, we went to bed pretty much when the sun went down. Probably why there was so many children being made back then because you had more time to make them babies. Because you couldn't sleep all of that time, right? You need to have something to help put you to sleep. And you know, another part of the topic today was giving thanks. Give thanks if that's what you have. Because everybody don't have that right now. Especially for those of you in those cold places, Utah. You always wonder why they had so many children. It's cold up there. Now, that's not the only reason, but I'm sure that's probably a reason. So things were different back then. You know, to, you know. I said, what do, what do you have to give thanks for? One of the things that I'm giving thanks for right now is I'm giving thanks for our modern conveniences. Yes, I give thanks for electricity. Something simple today, not so simple when it first came out, but I'm giving thanks for that electricity. I'm giving thanks for indoor plumbing and running water. Now, that's a part of what the show is today. It's what, what, what do you give thanks for? I'm giving thanks for that. I am giving thanks for my home, the shelter that it provides, protection, a comfort, opportunity to relax. You know, I don't have to put, you know, armed guards out. I don't have to patrol the area. I have a security system that's provides a certain level of safety. I have internal systems that provide a certain level of safety for me. So when I can come home, I can really relax. I can go to sleep in peace, peace of mind that I don't have to worry about wild animals. Come. Oh, and if I wake up in the middle of the night and I want to drink of water, I don't have to go outside. I don't have to tread down to the stream and dip some water and bring it back, right? Be fully awoke by the time I do that. So I give thanks for that. I give thanks for if I'm a little hungry in the middle of the night, which usually doesn't happen, but just in case it does, that I can go to the refrigerator or the cupboard and get something to eat. You know, that water part. Do you know that most people in the world, oh, excuse me, of roughly half of the world's population do not have access to fresh water like we do? See, we live so comfortably here that sometimes maybe we don't recognize how comfortably we live, how good we have it. Think about this. As we're talking about things to give thanks for, when you get up in the morning or go to bed at night or come home from work or some combination of all of that, and you want to sort of wash the day off of you, 
it doesn't take long to strip and jump in the shower and or tub. And then once you're done with the shower or bath, clean it up in about five minutes, and you go about your business, right? Let me just show you how different things were in the early years of my lifetime compared to how things are today and why I give thanks for it. Taking a bath was a chore because you had to pump the water, you had to haul the water, you had to heat the water, you had to pour the water, and you had to, it took, so it took time to do that. And then you could take a bath. That's for one person. If you had multiple, most homes did. You know, those folks didn't always empty the water after the first person took the bath. You wanted to be the first person. <laughs> because the second person, you might be taking a bath in somebody else's bathroom. I know you all are saying it's gross now. But let me tell you, there's some places in the world that wish they could do that. Because they have to go down to the stream to take a bath. So sometimes it's the little things that make a difference. And for me, it's running water. It's electricity. It's the refrigerator. See, we're comfortable with the refrigerator. There's some places that don't have a refrigerator. So I was running late for the show. Didn't have a chance to eat or drink anything. So I ran to the refrigerator out of cleaning up, getting out of my nice warm bed without having to prepare a fire <laughs> or stoke the fire when I got up. Did not prepare one before I went to bed. Didn't have to stoke one throughout the night and surely didn't have to get up and rekindle one. And I ran to the refrigerator and grabbed a Gatorade thirst quencher. Matter of fact, Riptide Rush, if those of you who want to know what I'm drinking, grabbed it and started drinking it. While I sat down, got my soundboard going, got the phone board up, and started the show. I know it doesn't seem like much, but it is something that I give thanks for. Before I go too much further in giving thanks, I, I've mentioned a lot of things that I'm thankful for, and I am thankful for those things. But something that I am just as thankful for, if not more, is the people that I know. The people who are family, doing work, the people I've met in service, the people I've met since I've been retired and decided to make my life's work, working in the community. People like Brother Thomas Berry. Now, he and I don't always see things eye to eye. But over time, I I respect the brother. He's a younger man than I am, still a man, trying to, to learn, trying to trying to do and doing, not just trying. And I respect his opinion. And this brother is all the way in Minnesota, and I'm here in Las Vegas. I met him through this show. 
And then from meeting him, I've met so many other people. Now, we haven't always agreed. Sometimes it's been a little uncomfortable. But we saw still the humanity and the sameness. Even though we had differences, we saw the sameness in one another. We saw something that we could relate to, something that was important. And over the years, our bonds occasionally have been strained, but the bonds are still there and would never have had the opportunity had it not been for our own voices lives. And from that, my life is richer. They, Thomas and the people I've met, they live in the great white north. <laughs> I call it that because they get some snow up there. I mean, we got snow in New York, and New York is still one of the record holders, but sometimes, you know, Minnesota is right up there with New York. And I don't want to go back to it. Just let's be clear about that. I, I love hearing about it on the news. Where I am in Las Vegas, as you know, it's a desert, but we're surrounded by mountains. They get plenty of snow. I love looking up at those snow-capped mountains. Glad I'm not there. I never want to have to shovel snow again in my life unless I'm on vacation someplace in a cabin that I want to do it. Now, that's not likely to happen either, so I'm good with the snow. If I go to Alaska, it'll probably be on a cruise ship. <laughs> so, but I have that option, so I'm thankful to have that option. I'm thankful to have met all of these people. Big shout-out to Sister Joyce from the Great White North. Uh, Thomas's lovely wife, Sister Nicole. You know, all of these people, the Mary Anderson. I mean, uh, Shawty, all of these people that I've met. And then people who I've met through Brother Barry, who, from his show, from his page, The Rant. He has Rant Radio, and he also has a Facebook page called The Rant. I've met people through him, through the show, through his page. People have enriched my life. Then I can talk about Brother Levon, who has his show, Real Radio, Radio Established to Address Life. Brother says he'll talk about any and everything. He's out in the Beemore area. He and I used to be stationed together. He's on the East Coast. I'm on the West, and we said we'll do our thing, and hopefully one day we would meet in the middle. And we're working towards that. Well, that brother, we we have known each other. Wow. I believe we've known each other for over 20 years. I have to take my shoes off to do the math because I'm sure it's over 20 years. And we still talk. We still spend time. We still his lives. I'm thankful to know that brother. You know, normally my co-host is Sister Angela Thomas. And oftentimes when I start the show and I introduce Angela, I say that she is the, the brainchild of our own voices lives. There would be no our own voices lives if it wasn't for Sister Angela Thomas, and that's true. Many of the people that I mentioned from Minnesota, I probably would not have met them had I not had this show. <clears throat> I mean, that's just, I wouldn't have known they existed. I'm not there. They're not here. But Angela 
really wanted to take our own voices, the magazine, and put it on the Internet in a different capacity. And she really wanted us to have a radio show. She and I had done radio show interviews before due to the magazine. And she says, Rodney, we should have a show. And at the time, I really couldn't find a station that was available. And if I found one that was available, it wasn't one that I could afford at the time. And Isla told me about Internet Radio. I knew nothing about it other than the name. Thing you know, I was on Blog Talk Radio. And Angela and I have been doing this for over five and a half years now. <clears throat> Almost five and a half years. And sometimes we get a whole bunch of people and sometimes not. But even when we get just a handful of people to listen, I would like to think that those people were listening because the show topic, something about the show meant something to them and impacted them somehow. Whether we were doing a show on business information and strategies with Sonia Thompson, whether we were doing a show about fitness with Action Jackson, whether we were doing a show about education or uh, psychology, you know, we've had guests on from so many different fields. Some of those folks have used the show as a uh, springboard to other things, and that's okay. You know, I, I have to give thanks for Brother Roger Harris. Roger, Roger was just, I mean, this guy knew everything there was to know about politics. Now, that could be a little exaggeration, but because it was a heck of a lot more than I knew, it seemed like he knew everything about politics. He was someone I can talk to. He was someone that if something kind of got me going, maybe had me a little hyperactive about it, Roger could kind of talk me down. Because Roger could give you the no-nonsense, matter-of-fact, this is how it works. may not have been how I wanted it to work, but it was this is how it works. And Roger, you know, if, you, if you want to change it, there's mechanisms to change it, and these are some of the mechanisms. Roger was also one of the people who went out and got great guests for us. That brother knows like everybody. Oh, you want to talk about this? <laughs> Roger, who went to Florida, I believe it's Florida A&M University. Oh, I hope I got that right. Roger has this. Alumni Association. I call it Rogers Association, right? Because, Roger, oh, you want to talk about this? Well, I went to school with so-and-so, and they're here, they're doing that. Midwifery, midwifery. Oh, yeah. You know, Dr. So-and-so, she come on. Uh, let, me, let me call her. We did a show about midwives and the unique uh, position that midwives had in the African-American community. And then it's, I found out it was actually kind of something that still is going, well, it is something that's still going on, and, and it's major. You know, that, that was the things I have learned. I give thanks for the things that I've learned doing this show. I give thanks for the information that I've been able to give you, but in doing research for those segments, the information I've gained myself. Or if it was something that I already knew, having it reinforced so it could stay fresh in my mind. You know, there's so many things to give thanks for. I give thanks for the Friday gathering. 
you know, yesterday at the gathering, people asked, are you going to be here next Friday? Now, next Friday will be the Friday after Thanksgiving, what we're talking about. And it has always amazed me that on Thanksgiving, this time of family, whether you're going to be with family, if you're bringing family out to be with you, it's the family that you have with you, that normally when people are eating leftovers, because they spent a whole lot of money on food, I'd eat the leftovers too. I actually love leftovers. Leftover dressing or stuffing, because I lived in the north and the south, now I live in the west. So I go back and forth between dressing and stuff. Whether you live north, south, east, or west, it really doesn't make any difference because it still tends to be that time of family. And it's still that time you can be together. I believe people are meant for people. And even on Fridays after Thanksgiving, it's almost like we've developed at the gathering a, a family group. We're not related by blood. Um, I don't really live near anyone comes to the gathering. But it is still like a family. We look after one another. We occasionally will talk to one another during the week. We occasionally meet up during the week. We'll sometimes do things as a group or just a couple of us, two or three. You know, we, we do those things. And so it is like a family. Alex Cherub, one of the founding members of the gathering, just had a birthday, which I believe I neglected to call him on his birthday. But he's part of the family. He's part of the gathering family. He's part of the Sam Smith family group, extended family group. Let's give a brief station ID. You're listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes here every Saturday at 12.30 p.m. on the West Coast. That would be 3.30 p.m. for those of you back east. Uh, today we were actually on a little late at 1 o'clock. Thank you for joining us. Today's topic, is this is our annual Thanksgiving show. And in the topic of today's show, I asked if... Thanksgiving is sort of becoming a forgotten holiday. And I also asked, should it? And then the last part was, what are we thankful for? And I spent a lot of time on what I'm thankful for because I think we should talk a lot about what we're thankful for. You know, we can talk about a lot of everything else, and there's always going to be something else. But when do we just take of ourselves to take stock of our lives and then give thanks for what we have? I think it's very important. I give thanks for finally making my VA appointment. I made the appointment three months ago, and I was able to go Thursday. Now, one of the reasons why I was late for the show today is they gave me a bunch of shots, including a few flu shots, a tetanus shot, and it just caught up to me. And my arm is so, <laughs> so like so, a, a person much bigger and stronger than me punched me in their arm as hard as they could, a little sickly, you know, not, not too bad, just a little bit. And I simply overslept today. I give thanks that I was able to get the rest that I needed. I give thanks that I was still able to do the show even though it was a little late. I give thanks to Leonard Hamilton 
I know the brother. I've known him for a long time. I give thanks just for knowing him and his existence. But today, he was the one who said, hey, are you doing the show? Where are you? That someone took the time to to check on me. For those who listen to the show, they know it comes on at 12.30 on the West Coast, 3.30 on the East Coast, 2.30 Central Standard Time. They know that. And for those of you who sent the messages, but this particular one, there was just something about the way it was phrased and worded that stood out to me. Lennon Hamilton, I give thanks for you for checking on my existence today, for me being someone in your thoughts today. Big shout-out to Brother Leonard Hamilton. And it does mean, <clears throat> mean something to me. You know, we live in a world that I said seems like it's on fire. Well, during this Thanksgiving holiday, we have a, a moment, a, a chunk of time, where we can focus on the goodness of life who don't have someone in their life today that they had last Thanksgiving. There's some people who won't be able to look at the smile of their mate, their spouse, their son or daughter, aunt or uncle, cousin, co-worker, friend, associate. Maybe it's that person that you buy the paper from, for those people who still have newsstands, maybe they're not there this Thanksgiving. And we reflect on that. But we can also give thanks for us being here for those who are still here. Ultimately, it's about the living. It can be tough. Yesterday, we talked about the Samuel L. Smith Education Foundation with Dr. Gurrier and the executive director, his son, Ricky Gurrier. And there wasn't a big crowd, but there were, people were there. And I've said all that was supposed to be there were there. And we reflected on the life and times of Sam Smith, on how he impacted us all, and what we could do to not just carry on his legacy, but continue to build and to build on the legacy. I give thanks for knowing that man. I give thanks for his wisdom, his memory. I just simply give thanks for his association. I give thanks for how he impacted my life, how he encouraged me, inspired me how he admonished me on occasion, Samuel L. Smith. We'll never forget him. He is a part of me. He is how we started to gather. There would have been no gathering had it not been for Sam. I wondered how many lives Sam's changed. I wonder how many lives we have changed who continuing to gather. Now, part of the question of today's show 
was is Thanksgiving becoming the forgotten holiday? Now, the reason why I ask that, because almost before Thanksgiving, Halloween is encroaching on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I, that's, that's probably just the best way to say it. It's, it is almost as if we go from Halloween to Christmas. Almost feel sorry for Thanksgiving because it's crunched in between the two biggest holidays of the year, which is Christmas and Halloween. Thanksgiving is in between them. And there's a buildup to Halloween. There's the Halloween parties and balls, right? And then there's primarily costume and candy sales. But now there's even Halloween decorations. That's right. It's almost like Halloween is really moving up on Christmas. Because you can do Halloween decorations wherever, but you can't do Christmas decorations any place anymore. You know, there's that tug of war or push and pull between religion, freedom of speech, Freedom of access. Halloween is getting big. And as the bigger it gets, almost it seems the smaller the Thanksgiving gets. Excuse me. A little sneeze there. The bigger Halloween gets, seems like the smaller Thanksgiving gets. Now, before Halloween, there's another holiday in the same month. Now, most times people don't get Halloween off. It's not a a paid holiday. It's a holiday. It's a celebration. It's not a paid holiday. Well, in Nevada, because of Nevada Day, the founding of Nevada, remember we told the story about why they didn't wait for Nevada to come into the Union. Lincoln rushed it into the Union to make sure that he would have those electoral delegates and help win re-election, right? Nevada being the 34th state into the Union. But when when we think about it, Halloween is getting so popular that Thanksgiving season seems to be getting condensed. And as it's getting condensed, as Halloween gets bigger, Thanksgiving gets condensed. Well, earlier in the month of October, before Halloween, there's Columbus Day. I think it's I think it's either Washington or Oregon, I believe it's Washington, don't really celebrate Columbus Day. They change it into Indigenous People Day, which I think is a nice sentiment, right? Because Columbus says he discovered something that was already here and populated, I may add, especially since he was actually looking for another place on the other side of the globe. But for over 100 years, we've been celebrating Columbus Day the founding of America. Not accurate, but that's what we do. And we realize the brutality that came with Columbus, the amount amount of native or of the indigenous population that died, murdered, or were murdered because of Columbus and those who came after Columbus. The land that we celebrate, that we claim to own, was all their land. So it's not anymore. 
and we have a day called Columbus Day that we celebrate that. And there's been a certain level of pushback, and rightfully so. And I do foresee where Columbus Day will no longer be a day that we celebrate. Well, let's take a look at Thanksgiving, because I says, is it becoming a forgotten holiday, and should it? And one of the reasons why I want to look at that is because Thanksgiving sort of is the takeoff of Columbus Day, which is falling by the wayside. I mean, Thanksgiving is where those folks came to this land, and supposedly those who were native to us helped them survive. Ultimately, to the natives' chagrin, because those probably would have died out had it not been for the help of the indigenous people, kept coming and kept wanting more land. And initially, these land deals, you know, it was sort of in a arrangements, right, where there was mutual agreement. Oh, you give us these, this or that, and we'll give you this. And it's like trades, right? And I guess it was somewhat fair at the time because both people consented to it. But it didn't just stay at what one was willing to give. I mean, even early on, early on there was distrust between those who who came here and those who were here. And those who came here had well, they had guns. And they used those weapons. And then they started taking the land. The land they pushed the indigenous population further and further west and north. until what we have today is Native Americans who probably had about somewhere between estimates of 20 to 40 million people in this country are about 1% of the population today. Now, you figure we have 300 and about 40 million people roughly in America today, and 1% of those are the indigenous population. 10% of a million is 100,000. 10% of that is 10,000. So 1% of a million is 10,000. And we say that the indigenous population is 1%. So, the obviously, the population of the indigenous um, Americans has shrunk to such a level where they are almost politically insignificant. Most people will live their entire lives without seeing a Native American, other than on television or some rendition thereof on television, oftentimes a horrible contraction of what a Native American is and contradiction. 
that's 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 the only thing we'll know of. For those of my generation, will know about cowboys and Indians, with the Indians being the bad people. Nobody really wants to be the Indian. So their population has shrunk dramatically. You know, and instead of 20 or, or 40 million, you know, we're we're down in the low, low millions. You know, when you have, when you're about 3 million people in America, let's say with there are 3,400,000 indigenous people spread out across this big land. That's that's part of what Thanksgiving represents. We give it thanks for all that this land has provided us. And I wonder, and you know, it's interesting that they don't really seem to have hatred past within the past. The decisions that they made were the decisions that they made, and they stand on those decisions. But you can't help but think, how would you feel if you let someone who was homeless, destitute, and you fed them, and then you helped them learn to feed themselves, how to shelter themselves, maybe even provided them shelter until they could get their shelter up. And then that person told his friend to come to your house too. Uninvited by you and brings more friends than your house can handle. Now, you didn't invite the friends. Your guests invited their friends. And they're eating up your food sources. Taking up, taking up your house. Matter of fact, next thing you know, they've taken up so much of your house that you just said, oh, forget about it. I'm going to move to another house. You voluntarily moved, though, not really. Now, if you want the house, have it. I'll go get a house over here. And then after you move over there, here they come. Just imagine that. And so the second house that you have, they take that. Now, this one they just take. And you move to another one. And eventually you get tired of moving from house to house. That's my house. I'm the one who pays the mortgage on that house. Matter of fact, I'm still paying on it. You're living in it. And they tell you that they want this next house. And you say, I'm not giving it. I gave you these other houses. And then through force, they take that house. Isn't that similar to what happened? And yet we have a day where we give thanks for doing it. So that's the part of the show is should Thanksgiving be a forgotten holiday? Should it go the way that Columbus Day is going? Here's an irony. Native American Heritage Month used to be in August. Now, August is a hot month, and there's really not any holidays really that of significance that, you know, you see on television. But it was Native American Heritage Month. Well, I believe it was George W. Bush that changed it to 
November. So here it is. In the month that we celebrate Veterans Day, which, you know, I I support Veterans Day. I, I have to ponder about it. But where we have Veterans Day at the beginning of the month and towards the end of the month, we have Thanksgiving. And in the same month, it's Native American Heritage Month or History Month, Indigenous People Month, to call it that, of America. It made me wonder what was on President Bush's mind when he decided to share Thanksgiving with Native Americans. Did anybody consult? With them to see if Yeah we want to have the same month as Thanksgiving A month really that Along with Columbus Day The month before It's almost like two months in a row They kind of take it They go through Columbus Day Which we celebrate as so called Founding of their land And then we have Thanksgiving which really celebrates Us surviving and ultimately Taking that land I don't know if it's right. I mean, it is what it is. But it does seem odd to me. So should Thanksgiving, should it be a forgotten holiday? As Halloween encroaches upon it and squeezes it between Christmas and Halloween, maybe that's what it's supposed to do. But now we also have to look at the other side. Believe it or not, Thanksgiving was America's first religious holiday. Google it. Thanksgiving was America's first religious holiday. And religion is important to us, right? But in in that religion being important to us and Thanksgiving is the time that people gave thanks, and that's a lofty, I think, uh, Construct of you take A day to give thanks For whatever it is whatever you've had So I like the idea But is it just misplaced It's something to think about And I wanted you to think about it today I want to talk about it today Now Even though it's America's First holiday what does it say about America When you have Halloween, which some people say is a pagan holiday and it worships this and that and the other. It's a time to hide your cats and dogs because, you know, people will be coming to get them and kill them and sacrifice them and rituals, which, you know, there is some truth to that. Given America's first religious holiday is being squeezed out by another holiday that some people say is the anti-religion holiday, which is Halloween. What does it say about America that was founded? One of the reasons why it was founded was for the freedom of expression and the freedom for those religious people to be able to practice their religion. And they come to a country and they practice their religion on a actually giving thanks for something that doesn't seem very godly. And then being squeezed out by a holiday that has some people say the opposite to do with God and with Christianity and Judaism and all of those Abrahamic religions. It is obviously changing. Things that used to be important may not be important. But until it is gone and if it leaves, 
Thanksgiving is still just that, a day to give thanks. I've listed a bunch of things that I give thanks for. I give thanks for meeting Mary Perry, a unabashed Republican, and sometimes has fiery rhetoric things for meeting her because, yes, there is the rhetoric, and we don't definitely do not always agree, but we do find that we agree on certain things. And that even though party-wise, she's on one side, and I'm kind of a middle-of-the-road person, she's a, you know an admitted conservative and Republican, but we've established a relationship. We go places together. We break bread together almost every week. And I give thanks for that relationship. I give thanks for my relationship with others. Stephen Sales, I give thanks for my relationship with that brother. I give thanks for seeing he and his lovely bride, who they've been together for over two decades. And he honors her. He talked about how she picks his clothes. And I was, you know, we were talking about, you know, the brother comes in looking sharp. If it's casual, he's sharp. If it's dressed as we were to one of his events, I believe that was Thursday night. The brother has a nice suit on, nice shoes. Couldn't help but notice the brother's shoes. I learned that from Sister Angela. And we talked about it. As a matter of fact, I kind of mimic his, his dress sense. And then I found out that his wife was doing it. I said, no wonder it's right. And it's good. And he talked about how much it meant to him that his wife buys his clothes. And he says he could buy his own clothes, but he says he doesn't really have a desire for a lot. But his wife likes seeing him in what she likes seeing him in, so she goes out and buys it. So he says he wears it because it makes her happy. Think about that. He, he does it because it makes her happy. It seems so simple, so plain, but how powerful is it? How many people out there, as a man, wished you had someone that cared enough about you that they would go and buy your clothes for you? And and how many ladies wish they had a man that if they wanted to, they could go and buy clothes for, almost like playing dress-up, right? <laughs> It, it is a part of the bond that they have. Now, I know there will be some that says, you know, a man should be capable of buying his own clothes, blah, 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 and that's true. Important to her. It's important to her. And together it works for them. Sometimes we try to throw too much stuff in there. You're listening to Our Own Voices Live. This is your host, Rodney Smith. And today we're talking about Thanksgiving. Is it becoming a forgotten holiday? And what are you thankful for? And I was sharing some of the people that I'm thankful for meeting. And I was just sharing Stephen Sale, somebody that I'm that I'm glad I met. I I love his seeking of knowledge and establishing and firming up bonds with his people. You know, this brother doesn't have to come to the hood. Not even sure if he knew where his hood was before he started coming to the gas. But now, just about every week, he's there. 
yesterday we started reading a book, Black Economics, by uh, Joanza Kunjufu, and we did the first chapter. Stephen went out and ordered the book, hard copy. Didn't get it, I think, until Thursday. Made sure he read the first chapter so he could be prepared to talk about the first chapter yesterday at the gathering. That was impactful to me that he did that, that he wanted to do that, that it was important to him. And we had a robust discussion, and we hit, you know, we hit it on from various topics. I don't think we actually made it through the whole chapter, and that's okay. We had a good discussion. Things were questioned. Things were, were affirmed, right? I give thanks for knowing that, brother. My brother Aaron Gordon. Tyree from the Air Force stationed a couple of places with him, if not three. Comes almost every Friday. Taking vacation, going back to Mississippi Waste, spend time with his family, so he'll miss a couple. But that brother comes almost every week. As a matter of fact, usually beats me there. You know, he's a disabled veteran, so his health is not 100%. But he takes time to come to the gathering. And then we went to Dr. Gourier's Sam Smith Education Foundation informational last night. And we shared, we shared ideas on his thoughts on what he would like to contribute to helping our community out. Again, this brother don't live in that community, but he comes to that community. Because we have the gathering in that community, we are bringing people into our community, including myself. I don't live in the community. But every week we're doing a gathering in the community where people in the community are getting to know me, we're getting to know them, we're getting to know their circumstance. We are coming together and coalescing on how we can help. So I give thanks for knowing Eric. I give thanks for Sister Tanya who hasn't been to the gathering in a few weeks, but that's okay because the gathering is not something that you have to come to every week. You come when you come. But when she comes, she brightens up the place because usually she comes in with a smile. She brings a certain level of energy and attention. You know, she's a very nice-looking woman. But don't let the good looks fool you because that's a stereotype. There's a lot of stuff going on in that pretty little head. You know, I love her commentary. She's able to observe, and oftentimes she's the observer. But when she speaks, it's like E.F. Hutton spoke, because she brings it when she does decide to share something. And I appreciate that. Go down the list of people who come. Edwin Nichols, he comes every Friday. Brother's not in the best of health either. But But he still comes. You know, you can pretty much count on Edwin being there. Angela Thomas, my homegirl, rolled in yesterday and spent time with me. Uh, She had to leave early to go run some errands. Right now I got the air quotes going on. Errands with her husband. (laughs) Inside joke, y'all. But, uh, you know, she comes when she can. She has a bunch of, she has a lot of children for today's standards. I think it's what we need to have. And she, from uh, those children, she has a bunch of grandchildren, and she loves being a grandmother. And she makes sure that she divides her time up with her, her family and 
and her work. Thanks for Sister Ann with coming. Thanks for her being my co-host. And I could I could really spend the whole show on giving thanks. And the show today is about, you know, giving what are you thankful for? Three four seven eight two six nine six zero zero. Three four seven eight two six ninety six hundred. Press the one on your keypad if you would like to if you want to share it with us something that you're thankful for. It doesn't have to be that you won the lottery, since most of us haven't. I mean, let me tell you, if I did win the lottery, I'd give thanks for it, though. It doesn't have to be that you won the lottery. What do you give thanks for? I give thanks for the fact that I can get up in the middle of the night and don't have to go outside to go to the restroom, because that's how I was when I was growing up. And don't let it be raining. Oh, my goodness. It would be muddy. Anyway, to my master bedroom with a door and a fan. And if I want to get some water, I can get up and go and get a drink of water, cold water, fresh water, or my selection of beverages. I give thanks for that. I give thanks for being able to share with all of you. I'm giving thanks for the Thanksgiving dinner I know I'm going to have. I want to give a, a big shout-out to Teresa Butts. And the reason why I want to do that right now is Teresa loves to cook, and she has a beautiful kitchen to cook in, wonderful home. She's not originally from here. I believe she's from California, but I'm not sure. Teresa has come to the gathering, so she's a gatherer. Our unofficial name of the members of our unofficial organization, the gathering, right? So she's a member, unofficially. But Teresa sent out, text, I believe it was text messages, letting us know that she was cooking on Thanksgiving. And she wanted a head count so she'd have an idea of how many people to cook for. I mean, she's going to go down with the food anyway, right? And it's the thought that she would take her time with this Las Vegas family that she's connected with. I mean, we're not blood-related, but just people that she's met that she's willing to share her home and her food, which is a part of her treasure. And she wanted to know, hey, I'm, I'm sending out this message. I'm cooking. Let me know if you're coming or not. And I, I, need, to, I need to send my response. But I give thanks for her just thinking about wanting to do that and, and to share her bounty with others. Well, we... I mean, I've gone to some of her dinners. We basically we eat and we talk. We share. I've had some good conversations. I met some. I again met people that I would not have otherwise have met. And to me, meeting people adds to my life. I hope it adds to yours. The discussions that we have, the food that that she prepares, that we eat. And sometimes other people, you know, sometimes people will help her clean up, and which is always nice. And, you know, she doesn't, I don't think, has, have any biological family, so we become the family. Are you going someplace to eat? And then I want to give a big shout-out to all of those people who are preparing Thanksgiving meals to go out of their home to find people to share it with. Now, to me, that's the spirit of America right there. So these are people Prepare meals. Some of these people are preparing full meals. I'm not just talking sandwiches. Now, there's nothing wrong with sandwiches, especially when you don't have anything else to eat, right? But these people, who is it? I was just talking to, I think, was it my sister China and Debo last year? I think sister China was telling me how Debo prepared 
full meals to take out to the homeless, the hungry, many of them veterans, which is a shame in itself, but that's a different show. The compassion that goes into doing that, where, you know, food is not, okay, food is not as expensive as it could be, so overall it's fairly inexpensive, but we need a lot of food to feed this cranium of ours, right, what's housed in it, and to keep these bodies going. It takes, you know, a lot of money. And these people are willing to take that money and their time in preparation, then the time to distribute the food to the hungry. I I, want to recognize that. Because another part of this time of year is it brings that out of people. Some people say, well, why do we need to have these holidays? I don't know if we need to have these holidays, and maybe we do as a society, but, you know, we we could discuss that. But I can talk about some of the positive things of having these holidays, like Thanksgiving, is we tend to look beyond ourselves. And in the time where we are often accused of being totally into ourselves, this is a time where we get to show our greater selves, our greater angels. To my Masonic family, who I know will be out there feeding the homeless, whether it's the Eastern Stars, Brothers of the Craft, I know they'll be out there doing it. To the Pyro Sigma Spartan, my military fraternity, individually, I know they'll be out there doing something. I know that. We're, we're small. It's less than 20 of us. And if you want to be a part of it, let me know. But if you you know, we're out there. The, the the veterans breakfast crew, the old dogs, every Thursday when I can make it, they are there at Aviante Hotel Casino. They're breaking bread together at breakfast. It's almost like a gathering, but for veterans, right? But other people can come. I've gotten a chance to meet them, and they've enriched my life. Thank you for allowing me to be in your presence. To the People who call, who sometimes have a need that I can help them satisfy, whether it's information that I can give them immediately that takes care of whatever their concern is and issue, or whether I can give them a referral to somebody else that I know, thank you for thinking of me. Thank you for allowing me to share some of the knowledge and information that I've gathered throughout my life, throughout my time here in Las Vegas, my time working in the community. Thank you for allowing me to share that with you. Now, for those of you who call like at 5.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning, you know what? Thank you also for utilizing what you have available to you. And sometimes for getting me up because I probably shouldn't have been sleeping that long anyway. To Sister Lisa, whose daughter was about to miss a field trip to Disneyland for her participation, I believe it's in a band and and cheerleading, and I think she plays a couple of instruments. Sister Lisa reached out to her village family for some help and getting her door on that trip because some last-minute expenses came up that she was, you know, wasn't prepared for. And she posted it, and she tagged me on the post. 
and she gave me a, she gave me the opportunity to help provide an experience to her daughter that may be an experience that will influence her and that she will remember for the rest of her life. Some people might say, well, Rodney, why would you thank somebody for that, asking you for money? Because it impacted someone else's life. And if we can't do that with those who we're close to, those who we know, to a certain extent, what good is it in knowing them? It wasn't like one person had to do it. It was spread over the village. Sister China talked about the village. You know, y'all know I have mixed feelings about the village, but I still support the village. I'm in the village weekly, almost daily sometimes. And I hope that her daughter has a wonderful experience. All I asked for was some pictures. You know, I I want to give thanks to being aware. There's a lot of violence going on in our country, America. Luckily here in Las Vegas, it's not really happening here like it's happening in other places. Not to say that it won't, not to say that it has not in the past, but right now we have relative peace here. There's a slight uptick in it. I give thanks for being able to drive down the street and walk down the street without being shot at. I give thanks for not having these situations with our local police force, at least currently, that other cities are having, Minnesota once again being one of them. You know, there's pictures posted of the police with their guns drawn on protesters. I look at the turmoil and the world on fire in the Middle East right now and that's transitioning into Europe. Currently, presently, that's not going on in America. It's not to say that it won't, and we know that it has. Currently, it's not here. Thanks for that. And I don't know what tomorrow may bring, but today, at least right now, I'm giving thanks for that. I'm claiming that. What do you give thanks for? What is, whether it's a big thing or a little thing, 347-826-9600, press option one to talk. I would like to know, is anyone thankful for anything today? You know, there was a time when I didn't walk. I've shared my story on Veterans Day. But I can walk today. I'm thankful for that. There was a time I couldn't feel in my legs. At least my lower, you know, my foot, stuff, my ankle. Couldn't lift them. But I can feel today. Burned myself a couple of weeks back. I felt that. (laughs) And because I felt that, it kept me from burning myself more severely. I give thanks. I give thanks for the pain because it kept me from injuring myself further. Still healing, by the way. I give thanks for the healing of it. I even give thanks for the experience of it. But what it told me was my water bed, water level was too low, and when I was getting in the bed, I was laying almost directly on the heater. I give thanks for the experience, for being able to go to a doctor, 
See, sometimes it can be the little things. It don't have to be the big things. I, of course, I give thanks for my house. I give. I mentioned that earlier. I give thanks for my transportation, my vehicle. Because I tell you what, when I'm driving, especially when it's very hot outside and I have the air conditioner on in my vehicle, or when it's out Las Vegas version of cold, because you know it gets 66 degrees and we might pull out the muffler. <laughs> That's an exaggeration, but you know it, it got down into the 50s. And it got even lower into the 40s, I believe, one night. And I was in my vehicle. I didn't have to walk. And I had the heater on in my vehicle. So it didn't impact me as much. Have any of you ever thought about the time that it would take if you took public transportation here in Las Vegas? Maybe in your city. But sometimes taking public transportation was faster than driving when I lived in New York sometimes. But out here, you need, you know, a, a vehicle is definitely something that is a, is a necessity. And even where I live, we don't even have buses anyway, so I still have to go outside and walk miles to get to a bus stop to take to get to wherever I was going, right? And then it's the time that it would take to get there. That's time out of my life, out of my day. Have you ever thought about that, about having transportation? Now, if I was one to ride the bus, which I used to be when I lived in New York, bus and train, I would give thanks for that time that I had to read. I read more then because I had more time to read. I would give thanks for a time of reflection because, heck, you're just sitting there. You know, we can pick and choose the things that we give thanks for. And, you know, when you think about giving thanks is like taking stock of yourself, taking stock of your life. We often talk about what we don't have or what we lost. How about what we gain and what we have? That's what Thanksgiving is to me. And isn't it amazing that the working poor, which there's way too many of, are able to pool their resources, which is something to give thanks for, one, that you have the resources to pool, two, that you have the willingness to pool them. And then together you have a bountiful meal. There would be a lot of people who sit back and watch the football games on their big screen TVs. A lot of folks may say that's excess. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Depends on your perspective. I know I'm going to give thanks for having my big screen TV. Not in a braggadocious way, but the fact that I have it. You know, in, in my room, I don't have a big screen TV. It's a big TV, but it's the old big booty TV, if you know what I mean. That's what young people call it. And I still I still have that one, and that is the one that I actually watch the most. My big screen TV is in my living room. Most of the time when I'm home, I'm in my room. I'm in my room or my kitchen. <laughs> I'm eating or I'm sleeping most of the time. I'm getting ready to go someplace or I'm getting ready for bed. That's what my house basically is for. I give thanks for the folks who've helped me with our own voices, not just the radio show, but our own voices, the print and digital magazine. Sister Leona for transcribing. Sister Chanel Curry for editing. Sister Angel Robinson for editing and, and pushing me. And cause I, you know, I need a push. Hey, I don't mind a woman pushing me. I need that. He was talking about Stephen's wife earlier who helps him, who buys his clothes and and make, makes the brother look so nice. I mean, it got me taking pointers from him because I think he just looks sharp. I admire that. 
And then when he says, oh, my wife picked this out. Matter of fact, my wife picked all my clothes out. That's, that's how he said it. He said, I, he said, I haven't even had to buy a pair of drawers in years. <laughs> and he said, she buys my shoes. I said, she knows what size you wear? He said, yeah. And the brother wears some sharp shoes. And I, I, I enjoyed him sharing and talking about his wife so positively. You know, we we can talk about what we don't have. We can talk about how bad it is, and those things could be true. But this time, this day of Thanksgiving is a day that we give thanks for what we do have and how things are. What are you giving thanks for this Thanksgiving holiday? And will you let the Thanksgiving of this one day carry you through the rest of the year? We talk about glass half full or glass half half empty. Thanksgiving is a day where we talk about it being full. Thanksgiving is a time of family. I hope that whether it's your biological family or the family of friends and associates that you have, whether it's the people that go to Teresa's holiday dinner, whether you were invited to watch the game with someone, whether it's in their home or maybe you guys will go out to a bar and watch the big screen TV in the game with a bunch of people where you celebrate the victories, the losses together. I hope that this Halloween, this Thanksgiving, see I'm even pushing it out of the way with Halloween. I hope that this Thanksgiving is a day of reflection for many of you. And I hope that all of you, no matter who you are and what your your circumstances, have something, a thing, to give thanks for. It can be something that every morning when you wake up, you give thanks that you woke up. You give thanks that you're able to emulate, that you're able to move. You give thanks that you're able to dress yourself, clean yourself. Whatever it is, you can take a moment to give thanks for. I actually believe giving thanks is therapeutic. It changes your confidence. It changes how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your surroundings, how you feel about your job, maybe how you feel about your car. Maybe it's an old beater, but you know what? It's still running. Maybe it costs you some money to get it to where it's running now. Maybe you're giving thanks that you're able to give. Have that money however you have it to keep it running so you're not in the cold or you're not in the heat, you're not in the rain, depending on what part of the country and you're not in the snow. That you have an apartment, you have a house, you have shelter. For those people who are living on the street, that you can look forward to Thanksgiving because there will be more people willing to share what they have with you. To our sick and shut-in, that this is usually a time where people of various organizations will reach out to their members who are sick and shut in. Maybe they haven't talked to you all year, but on Thanksgiving they do. They bring you that meal that maybe you only have memories of. We all have the power to impact someone else's life, and I truly believe that Thanksgiving gives us a chance to reflect internally, but it also gives us an opportunity 
to do externally? Well, I could just keep going on and on talking about things that I give thanks for. And sucks. I give thanks for being able to give thanks for so much. I'm in school, and it's pushing me. Not in that the material is difficult, but getting the time to do it. It really has been a struggle. But I give thanks for it. I give thanks for the struggle. Because once I get the work in, I'm happy. Got it in. All right. And I'm developing my schedule, my routine, to do the work and get it in on a timely manner. I give thanks for that. I give thanks for Sister Leona Jones, my transcriber, who had to go to Chicago to take care of family issues, came back to visit this week. I got a chance to see her yesterday because she wanted to share her presence, her company with me at the gathering because she was such an integral part of the building, the brand, our own voices. She can type like 100 and some odd words a minute. I type about 10 to 20 on a good day. So when she would transcribe stuff, it saved me hours, your willingness to help support at at the time at no cost. She said, I just want to help. Angela Robinson, Angel Robinson said, no, I just want to help. She said, actually, it'll help me because it'll take my mind off of my illnesses. But Sister Chanel Curry, who, whose father I know, we served together, she said she wanted to help. For the many writers, Dr. Young, Cassandra Major, Tanya, Dan Armstrong, you know, the, the list goes on, Billy Wilson. These people all contributed to helping establish our own voices. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this country and all of that it has afforded me. Thank you. States military for allowing me to be a part of it. Thank you. And to all of those people that I have met that remember me, but maybe your names I don't remember. Thank you for sharing your presence with me. And for those of you who are listening, I see you in the chat room. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you'll take time to share what you're thankful with. Even if it's self-reflection, share it with your friends, associates, or family. Take time to talk about what are you thankful for. Not just that you're having a big meal, that you're having a big meal. Whatever else it is in your life, big things or small things. This is the season. This is why I appreciate the holiday, Thanksgiving, because it gives us a chance to take stock of what we have and to look at it positively and to give thanks. And thank you for listening. It is 2.30 on the West Coast, which means it's 5.30 for those of you on the East Coast. Thank you for tuning in to Our Own Voices Live today. As our topic uh, today was a simple one. It is it's Thanksgiving. Is it becoming the forgotten holiday? Should it? And what are you thankful for? You can go to Our Own Voices Live 
and go to the show post and share some things that you're thankful for there. I would love to hear it. I'd love to see it. Maybe I missed something that I'm thankful for that you thankful for, but I should be thankful for as well. As a matter of fact, I may even try to post something uh, until Thanksgiving at least every day, something that I'm thankful for. I have so much to be thankful for, so much, and most of us do too. I'm thankful for my health. I haven't eaten yet, but I know that there's some oat. Yes, I eat oatmeal. Almost eat it every day. I'm going to go get some oatmeal. I'm giving thanks for that oatmeal right now, and I haven't even had it. (laughs) I'm giving thanks for that schoolwork that I had to complete today. Because it's something that I want to do. Not that I have to do it. I want to go to school. I give thanks. I give thanks for the peace that we have. And in areas where there's strife, I give thanks for the peace that we will have because hopefully the struggle will make us want peace that much more. For some it won't, but for some it will. Maybe it'll push those who don't in the direction of peace. I just thank for things unseen, things not yet realized. I just thank. America's first religious holiday is Thanksgiving. I can see why now, because it was simple. It was a day to do a very basic thing, and it was to give thanks. For those who don't believe in religion, that's okay. It's still a day to give thanks for whatever it is. Take the time to give some thanks. Okay, that does it for me. You've been listening to Our Own Voices Live, the topic of our show today was Thanksgiving. Uh, Is it becoming the forgotten holiday? Should it? And what are you thankful for? You can go to Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and leave us a message there is what you're thankful for. Hopefully we will see you back here next week at 1230 on the West Coast. That's 330 for those of you on the East Coast. And we're going to try to, you know, this is in uh, Native American History Month or Heritage Month, and we're going to try to get some of our Native American brothers and sisters on the show next week to talk about uh, themselves and uh, share. So hopefully you'll tune in and you'll join us and maybe learn something and share something. Don't forget, give thanks, and just don't give thanks for the one day. Feel free Like I said, I'm going to try to write something up every day that I'm thankful for. But whenever I think about it, give thanks. Give thanks. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Bye-bye.